We are beginning the third parak of Masechtas Beya, parak Ein Sodin. This begins on Davchaf Gimel Amid Beis. As we've learned before, the key difference between Shabbos and Yontif is the fact that although on Shabbos it is usher to cook, on Yontif we say that anything that is l'tzarech oichel nefesh, anything which is for the purpose of food, for eating, that's mutter to do on Yontif. Even those malachas are mutter to do on Yontif. And the mission says, we're not allowed to go fishing on Yontif, although we normally say that things which are malachas that are l'tzarech oichel nefesh are mutter, but fishing is not allowed. Why? Since this could have been done before Yontif. Efshir la saisai mayor of Yontif. We're also not allowed to give them food to eat. But we can capture animals from their pens on Yontif. The klal is that anything that is lacking tseida, that is lacking capturing, that is also to do on Yontif. But if it is already caught and it's in a pen, then it's mutter to take it out on Yontif. Taisus explains the only type of malacha that is mutter on Yontif, lutzarach eichel nefesh, is the parts of the malacha that are milisha v'elech, not anything that is before that, since these are considered preliminary malachas. Therefore, seidah is aser. According to Rashi, the reason seidah is aser is it could have been done on Erev Yantif. There are numerous definitions about what makes a large birer, a large pen, versus a small one, leading to what determines the malacha of seidah. We then have a Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua says one cannot take an animal from a trap unless he's sure that it was captured before Yantav. Rabbi Gamliel permits it in a suffix. We pass him like Rabbi Yeshua. Amarav, the oilam al yimna adam atzmei bebeis hamedrash afilu shahachas. A person should not refrain, should not take himself away from the base medrash even for a little bit of time. The Gemara says if a goy brought a present to a Jew, the Jew is allowed to use it, but if it could have been picked on Yantav itself, then you're not allowed to be metaltal, these items. And in Motsa Yantav, you have to wait as man of Bichtei Sheyaso, the amount of time that it would take for the guy to go and pick it and bring it to you. And there is a machlekes on the reason for Bichtei Sheyaso. According to Rashi, a Jew cannot derive benefit from a malacha that was specifically done for the Jew on Shabbos. Taishvis disagrees and says that the reason you have to wait a Bichtei Sheyaso is because we're chayshish that eventually a person may come to tell a guy to do the malacha for him on Shabbos. That's why you're not allowed to accept it from him at all. But Afkamin Halacha is on the night of the second night of Yontif. If after waiting a shear of Pichtesha Yasu, a Jew can be nana from the malacha of a guy on the first day or not. According to Rashi, it would be mutter since the second day of Yontif is a suffix. If the first day was really Yontif, so now it's not Yontif anymore. And if the second day was Yantav, then the first day, the output of this malacha that was done by the guy was mutter anyway. Mashainkin, according to Taisvis, it would be Aser. And you'd have to wait till the end of the second day. Why? Since the chashash that we would make a person normally wait is that you might slip and tell the guy by accident to do the malacha for you. And we know that Amir La'akam on Shabbos is Aser. The Machaber says in Simon Tuf Kuf Tesvav, we paskin like Rashi, but the Ramah says, Lahachmer, like Taisus. If one put a dam in a stream before Yantav, then he can take fish from there on Yantav, since it's now considered Muchan. The animal was captured already. The Gemara says, Birds that make their nests in a tree cannot be taken on Yantav because of a special gzera not to touch trees. Gzera shamayala v'yitlaish. We're afraid that a person may come to take off a branch from the tree, therefore you're not allowed to touch a tree. Also, any animal taken can only be taken if it's close to the city. The Mishnah. A behema misukenes, one that death is imminent, 
and a person is afraid, he does not want it to become an avela if it dies on its own, this person is not allowed to shecht it on Yantav unless there's enough time left on Yantav to shecht it and eat a piece of the roasted meat. According to Rabbi Akiva, even a raw piece of meat would be mutter. You don't have to have the, this man that it would take to actually roast it. This is, of course, lakula. Also, a person cannot allow to carry the animal on a moat with two people since it's a bizoyan for Yantav. Rather, if a person carries this type of meat, he carries it piece by piece. The Gemara says you cannot eat the meat of an animal after Shechita until you do hafshit tuach. You take the hides off and you cut it into pieces. This is Derech Eretz, general practice of Derech Eretz. The same way that one shouldn't drink an entire cup of wine in one gulp, since this is not Derech Eretz either. The Gemara says a behema, while it's alive, is becheskes iserai medas. Because Rashi says it's considered like Eber Menachai. Taisha says it's a different reason. He says because it's Eina Zavuach. It's not Shechted yet. The Gemara asks, why was Tari given to Klal Yisrael? The Gemara answers because Hashem wanted to get rid of their toughness and arrogance. Only the Torah made a fire can rid them of this trait. The Gemara says there are three tough things in the world. Number one, Klal Yisrael among the nations. Number two, dogs among the animals. And number three, Vitarnagal among the birds. Finally, the Gemara says we do not carry people on chairs on Yontif unless the chairs are put on our shoulders. And then, only if either, number one, the person is needed, for example, a Talmud Chacham, or if the person who's being carried is afraid of falling down. As background, a Bachar, which is the firstborn of an animal, it is Kadaish with Kedushas Bechar automatically. When the Beis HaMikdash existed, this behemoth was brought as a carbon on the Mizbeach. However, if this behemoth got a mum, so if the, bum, if the mum was permanent, the Kedusha goes off the Bechar, and anyone can eat it. Today, where we have no Beis HaMikdash, we must let this behemoth graze until it gets a permanent mum. If we shecht it before this point, it'll be like Shkute Chutz, and the person would have a potential of a Chiyav Karas. The Mishnah. If a Bechor fell into a boar on Yantif, so Rabbi Yehuda says you could send down a mumcha to inspect the type of blemish it has. If it is a permanent blemish, a mum kavua, we can bring up the behema and shecht it immediately. If it is a temporary mum, a mum oiver, then he's not allowed to shecht it. Rabbi Shimon Bayechai says that if you didn't know what type of mum this was before Yantif, you're not allowed to paskin on Yantif right now in terms of what it is. Why not? Since it wasn't muchan before Yantif. So you can't shecht it at all on Yantav because it wasn't Muchan before Yantav. The Gemara says the Chiddush of Reb Shimon is that even though it's Tzar Baal you still can't bring it up on Yantav. Also, even if Bidi Evid you brought it up and then you found a permanent blemish which would normally allow you to shecht it on Yantav, the Chiddush here is you're still not allowed to shecht it on Yantav because it wasn't Muchan. And finally the Gemara says if something became Muktza in the middle of Shabbos via a way that was out of the person's control for example, during Shkia it was mutter, then it became muktza, then it became mutter again. The question is if we say yesh muktza lachatzi shabbos or ein muktza lachatzi shabbos, and there are conflicting shitas here in the Gemara. Tafchav Zayin. Regarding the rules of Psak, we learned in the Sechtes Erevin Daf Memvav that when there is a machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. So over here from our Mishnah, we should allow us to be Raya Mumin Biyantiv, just like Rabbi Yehuda, and we should say Lakula. But here of a logic, as well as a number of Amorayim, said there's an exception, and we paskin like Reb Shimon, that we cannot be Raya Mumin on Yantav. 
Rabbi Yisuf said this whole case is a very difficult one to paskan on. Taisus says we paskan l'hachmer, do the knas, and we also see this in Shulchan Arachsim and Tav Tzadichas that we say l'hachmer. The Gemara says that it's okay for a Talmud Chacham to paskan regarding a trefan yontif, but not to paskan l'gabi abachar. Obviously, l'chatchila, we should try to check out for trefus even on Arab yontif, and not have to wait till yontif. The Gemara says it's usher to cause a mum to a behemah, even indirectly. Not only is it usher to do it be a dayim, but it's usher even if it's indirectly. The Mishnah. If a behemah dies on Yantif, it is mukta, and you're not allowed to move it on Yantif. And the same thing is true with chala that became tummy, that it's considered mukta. And the Gemara says, if it's behemah kachim, everyone holds that it's mukta, but if it's behemah chulin, which is misukenas, it's ready to die, Rib Shimon would hold that it's not mukta, since before Yantif, he anticipated that he'll want to use it on Yantav as dog food. So it's considered like Mucha. Masha'enkid, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it would still be considered Mukta. As background to the next Mishnah, from the Pasuk of Mimtsay Chetzacha V'dabar Dover, we learn that one is not allowed to engage in business activities on Shabbos. It's also Asr for a different reason, because we're afraid he may accidentally come to write down something if he talks business on Shabbos. And the Mishnah says, a group cannot decide in Yonim of Shechita, and behema price setting on Yantav, or any business deals at all, for that matter. Tav In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda says a person cannot weigh meat in a conventional manner, in other words, weigh it in terms of ounces, since it's considered uvda dechal. But it's okay to weigh it versus another item. In other words, if you have scales, you're allowed to put something on one side, which you know weighs a half a pound, and on the other side, put a piece of meat to see if it's taka half a pound. Any type of weighing is osir, whether you're doing it legabi ounces or whether you're doing it comparing it to something else. Any type of weighing would always be considered osir, and this is in fact how we pasca. The Gemara says it's osir to put a handle into meat, but it's mutu to place a simon on a person's piece of meat in order to differentiate it. The Gemara says that it's osir to weigh a bachor in the marketplace in a conventional way, in other words, by pounds. The Mishnah. We cannot sharpen a knife on Yantif, because we're afraid of tikkun kli, but it's okay to rub it against another knife, since it's a tzarech eichel nefesh. And the Gemara says, only a stone sharpener is usher to use on Yantif to sharpen a knife, but not a wooden one. That would be mutter. And the Gemara gives the famous rule, Ein bein Yantif lo Shabbos alo eichel nefesh bilvad. But Rabbi Yehuda is machshir, even machshire eichel nefesh, even preliminary things needed to prepare the food which would include sharpening the knife. The Gemara says we are not allowed to show a knife to a Talmud Chacham on Yantav for inspection, since according to the Rambam, if he finds a Pegima, the Shaykh may go and try to fix it, and then he'll be over on Tikkun Kli. But it's mutter for a Talmud Chacham to look at it in private, and then give it to people for Shechita. The Tanakhama holds only regular food is mutter to prepare on Yantav, but not Machshire Eichel. And he learns this from the Pasuk of Hu Levadai only regular food is mutter, but machshire eichel is not mutter. Rabbi Yehuda says, even machshire eichel is mutter, because it says, and lochem comes to teach you, lechol tzarchechem, anything, even machshire. The Gemara says, once a shpud, a spit, is used on yantav, it becomes moktza, and you're not allowed to move it. Rabina says, you can move it, since it's like a thorn, which could hurt someone. As long as you move it, then it would be mutter to move on Yantav. Ramal says, even if a man provides his wife with 100 maids, 
He needs to keep her occupied, and a person cannot smear his flesh with burnt ash since it looks like a tattoo. Also, we're not allowed to buy cheese from a guy, Gavinas Akum, because we're afraid of non-kosher fat that may have been put on it. The Mishnah. A person shouldn't tell a shaykhet to shecht a pound of meat or a dollar's worth of meat, but he can't stam say to the shaykhet, can you do me a favor and shecht this? And he's allowed to give him a piece. Or just say, give me a piece of meat. Tav The Mishnah. A person can tell a storekeeper on Yontif, fill up this bottle, but he's not allowed to tell him how much to put in the bottle, since then it would be considered mekachu memkar. Rabbi Yehuda says, if the cup is also used as a measuring cup, the cup that he gives the, sh- the uh, storekeeper, then it would be also also, because now it's considered like mekachu memkar, because it's a measuring cup. The Gemara says, when it comes to Simchas Yantav, Rabbi Yehuda is the machmer, and the Rabbanan are the mekilan. If a person stole, and he doesn't know from whom, he should use the money which he took in this gazela for the tzarche rabbim, for example, to build cisterns. The Gemara says a person should not measure out food for an animal on Yantif, but for basic cooking purposes, there are certain ways to measure bedera cheter if it is for purposes like challah. Sifting is asr on Yantif because it is before the ma'isa lisha, and we know things only things that are milisha v'elach from after lisha, those are mutter for the purpose of achila, but nothing before that. But if a pebble falls into food, he can take it out even though now it would be considered like Bairah, because you're taking something out from another pile. So it would be like Bairah. Finally, the Mishnah says a person can go to his normal storekeeper and ask for six eggs. Give me six eggs. Since it's not considered Bederach, Mekach, Umemker. Why not? Since even in the house, people count eggs or almonds by the number. Somebody says to his wife, can you bring three eggs, please? Mashenke, nobody in the house says, can you get me a quarter pound of chocolate? No one says that. So that you're not allowed to say on Yantif. But to be able to say, I want three pieces of chocolate, that would be mutter. This marks the end of the third parak. Now we'll begin the fourth parak, parak Hamevi. This is on Taflamid, the Mishnah. If someone is transporting pitchers of wine from one place to another, he can't carry them in boxes, because this is considered uvda dechel. But rather he can carry a few boxes or a few bottles in his hand as long as it's with a shina. And the Gemara says, but if it's impossible for him to carry it with a shina and needs a lot of the food, then he can carry it the way he normally does, even if it's in boxes and even if it's in large quantities. The Gemara asks, is it better to take smaller barrels and make more trips, so it's more of a tircha, or better to take larger barrels, so that's, that's more of a tircha, with less trips? And the Gemara says, we are not allowed to dance or clap on Shabbos or Yontif because of the Gzera Shema Yisakein Klishir. We're afraid you may come to fix a musical instrument. Today we don't necessarily paskin like this because we say that if we were to make this gzera and not, allowed to, not allow people to clap or sing, they wouldn't listen anyway. Therefore we never made the takana. Also, since today we don't have the expertise in fixing klishir, we're not afraid that a person may come to do that. Therefore, clapping and dancing could potentially be mutter. We say that sometimes we keep quiet and we don't tell people what to do, because Hanach Lahem Yisrael Mutav Sheyu Shaygigin V'al Yiyu Mezidim. But this is only by an Isser Darabanan, not by an Isser Daraisa. If it's a Daraisa, we do not hold of this Kula, and then we have to tell people when they're doing something wrong. But the Kash is, we see from Taisus Yemakipurim, that by adding an extra few minutes to Yom Kippur before Yantav, this is a Daraisa, and we don't tell people to do this, because we know they're not going to listen. So what do we see? We see even by Isurim, or by Mitzvah's Daraisa, we still don't tell people. 
So the Rush and the Shulchan Arach in Simon Tafresh Ches say that we only say Mutav Sheyu Shagigin Vyalyu Mizidim by Adoraisa if it's not Mamish Beferish in the Torah. Otherwise, we cannot apply this halacha. If it's something that's Beferish in the Torah, then we do not say Mutav Sheyu Shagig. The Gemara says if something is valuable, then everyone, even Reb Shimon, who normally doesn't hold the Muktzah, would say that it is Osir to be Metaltel on Shabbos or Yantav. So, for example, if a person has a knife that he uses for a mila, or a sakin for shechita, we say that this is considered muktza according to everyone, even Reb Shimon, because it's muktza machmas chesar and kis. A person is afraid he may lose money, therefore it's muktza for that reason. The Mishnah. We are not permitted to detach wood from a hut on Yantav, since it's seiser, it's dismantling. And we know boina, building, the seiser, and dismantling, on Yantav is aser. But it is mutter to take wood, which is standing next to the hut, i.e. it's not connected to the hut, because this is obviously not by Nebuchadnezzar. The Gemara. If the sukkah fell down, however, and there is no problem of Saiser, since Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold a muktzah, then he would be allowed to take pieces of wood, similar to the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Memdala. Oil, which is left over from a lit candle, Meiser Shemen Shebener. Tanakama says it's muktzah, but Rabbi Shimon says that it's mutter, since kibui doesn't exist anymore, since the flame is now gone. The Bachleikis is Tully, and if they hold, Migu diskatsoy lebenashmashus iskatsoy lekula yoyma. Tanakama says yes, Rabbi Shimon says no. So the same thing by a sukkah which fell down. Everyone, however, would hold that a sukkah on sukkahs that fell is considered muktzah, unless one explicitly said before Yantiv that, quote, if it falls down on sukkahs, then I want to use the wood. Bachol lefi tonoi. Everything would be according to this tonight. The same rule that we said by wood would apply to the decorations. But the maskonis of the Gemara is that this Tanai is only good for decorations, if you relinquish your rights to them during the Banashmashas before Yantav began. But for the structure of the sukkah itself, nothing works, and according to Rashi Shita, as he brings down here, it would always be Muktzah if the sukkah fell down. Taflamid Aleph, the Mishnah. One can bring in wood from a field, but only if it was in a pile. In other words, it was Mucha. But if it was in a karpaf, in an enclosed area next to the city, then even if it's not in a pile, it would be Mutter to bring in. Rabbi Yaisi says, any enclosure that can only be gotten to via a key and a lock is called muchan if it has wood in it. This is obviously lakula. The Gemara says leaves or vines that are gathered in a field are considered muktza, since the wind can come and blow them away, unless he puts a kli over them. The Vishnu. We're not allowed to chop wood on Yantav, except with a butcher's tool. Why not? Because normally chopping wood is nira, it appears to be uvda dechayl. Bashenkin, if you use a butcher's tool, then it's tzashinoi, you're doing it bederach shinoi, and since it's tzarech yantav, it would be mutter. The next Mishnah. If a room that was full of paris came open, he can use the fruits. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he can even break it open. And the Gemara says, this is only on yantav, but not on Shabbos. Taflamid base. Rabbi Nechemia holds that one is not allowed to use any kli on Shabbos, unless you're using it or touching it for the exact purpose that it was meant for. The Gemara brings down numerous prices regarding if kalim or shivrei kalim can be used as firewood, and if they are muktzah on Shabbos and Yantav. Rabbi Shimon is the mekel, as he doesn't hold of muktzah. Rabbi Yehuda is the machmer, and Rabbi Nechemia is even more machmer. The Mishnah. We cannot hollow out potter's clay on Yantav, because it's like making a kli can be used to hold a candle, for example. That's what makes it into a kli. Also, one cannot make 
coals or cut a wick on Yantif. Rabbi Yehuda says you can cut a wick via using a fire. The Gemara. Rameir says earthenware is makabel tuma when the hollowing out begins because now it becomes a kli. According to Rabbi Yeshua, it's makabel tuma only after it's cast into fire, only later on. There are six halachas said regarding a wick on Yantif. Three of them are chumers and three of them are kulas. The, the three chumers are that you're not allowed to roll them, you're not allowed to singe them, or you're not allowed to cut them in half because these are being made into a kli and it's like tikkun kli. The three kulas are that we can rub it or soften it, kelacharyad, we can soak it in oil, and we can burn them into two pieces. Rav said that the wealthy people of Bavel will go to Gehenim since they had no rachmanas to help people vayat staka. As we know, the nasam lecha rachamim, pasuk in Dvarim, that kohamerachem al habriyais, biadua shuhumizarei shalavramavino, any person who is merachem on other people, we know that he is from the zera of Avramavino. The chalmi she'enem merachem al habriyais, biadua shuhulai mizarei shalavramavino. And we learned kohametzape al shulchan acherim. Any person who has no source of parnasa and he has to rely on other people's shulchan, so to say. So the world is dark for him. And even his days that he's living are not considered like life. There are three people whose lives are considered like they're not living. A person who has to rely on someone else for parnasa. A person whose wife rules over him. Any person who suffers many Yisurim. The Mishnah. We are not allowed to break pottery or cut paper to help roast salting fish on Yantif. Also, one can, cannot clean out an oven because it's like completing a kli. Rashi adds that this Mishnah holds like the Rabbanon, who hold that machshire eichel nefesh are oser. As we mentioned before, Yehuda holds that it's mutter. Also, we're not allowed to lead a behemoth through a Rishus Harabim with a stick on Yantif because the Mahim is considered Muktzah, or maybe because it looks like Uvda Dechal. According to Rabbi and Shimon, this would be considered Mutter. And the Gemara says, if they weren't raking out a tanner, it wouldn't roast properly. In other words, if by not raking it out, it's not going to roast at all, and you need this tanner for the purpose of cooking some sort of food, then it's Mutter to rake out the oven on Yantav. And ashes with water are Mutter to be used in order to seal an oven, so it will be able to cook properly on Yantav. The Gemara says a person can construct a makeshift bathroom on Yantav utilizing stones. Since it's considered Kavad Abrius, the Rabbana were not geyser, the Isser of Binyan Arai. Although it looks like Baina here, but again, because it's Kavad Abrius, it's Mutter. But creating an oil on Yantav is Osir. Daflam and Gimel. Dry branches can be used as a spit on Yantav, but not wet branches. And the Gemara says you can only use full pieces of wood for a fire, but not pieces, since they're considered shivrei kalim, and therefore they're moktza, the Mishnah. Rabbi Yezer says a person can take a splinter of wood to clean out his teeth, and he can collect a bunch of splinters from his courtyard, since all of the courtyard is considered muhan. The Chachamim say, you're not allowed to take splinters for a person's teeth, since it isn't for the purpose of fire, in other words, for the purpose of preparing food. But the courtyard wood for a fire would be okay, since again, it's for the preparation of food. Also, we're not allowed to rub stones together to create a fire, Kindling a fire is only mutter from an existing flame, but one cannot make a new flame on Yantav. The Gemara says it is also to create a new flame on Yantav because of Nailat, because of birth. According to most Rishayinim, this is Asr Midrabanan. But according to the Rambam and the Taz, 
creating a new flame is usher even midaraisa. Daflam and We cannot heat up tiles on Yontif because of Maka Bapatish. Once you do this, it's like finishing a malacha, Maka Bapatish. Taisus asks, regarding Besamim, why don't we utilize Besamim when we make Havdallah if Motsoy Shabbos is also Yontif? According to the Chachamim, even if one breaks Besamim on Yontif, he has no Isir Daraisa. So what would be wrong with using Besamim on Motsoy Shabbos, which is Yontif? So Taisus answers, the only reason we use Besamim on Motsoy Shabbos is due to the departure of the Neshama Yisera. But since on Yontav there is no Yishama, Neshama Yisera, we don't use Besamim on Motsoy Yontav. However, if Motsoy Shabbos is on Yontav, then we should use Besamim because it's Motsoy Shabbos. So he answers, the Sudis Yontav act as the comforting factor for the Neshama Yisera. Now it's Motsoy Shabbos. But it's also the beginning of Yontav, or it's the second day of Yontav. So now you have the Sudis Yontav that acts as the comforting factor for the Neshama Yisera. The Rashbam in Psachim, Daf Kuf Beis, argues on Taisus and says, even on Yontav, there's an Ishami Yisera. So according to this, why don't we make a bracha on Besamim on Motsai Yontav? According to the Rashbam, if we say that a person has person has an Ishami Yisera even on Yontav, so then after Yontav is finished, we should make Havdalah using Besamim. And we know that we don't. So it's Shver on the Rashbam. The Kedushas Levi, which was written by Reb Levi Bar answers this kasha on the Rashbam. We know in Mesechtus Psachim, Daf Kuf Yud Zayin Amid Beis, the Gemara mentions that in Shabbos, in Kiddush, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem Ekadesh HaShabbos, since the day is Kavua from Shamayim due to the Yemei Bereshis. Masheinkin on Yontif, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem Ekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim. Since Klal Yisrael has input via Kiddush HaChadesh, therefore Hashem sanctified Klal Yisrael and gave them the Kedusha to be able to proclaim exactly when Kiddush HaChadosh was. Therefore, they have the Kedusha for Yantav to be able to know when Yantav is. If so, the Neshama Yisera of Yantav is one that always exists with Klal Yisrael. So it isn't necessary to revive the Nefesh after Yantav, since the Neshama never really leaves us at all. It ends up, however, according to the Psak, that both the Rajbam and Taisvis agree that you do not use Besamim on Motsai Yantav. If numerous people on Shabbos are mishtatef in the malacha of a fire. For example, one brings the wood, one lights the fire, one stirs the pot. All are chayev for different chiyuvim on Shabbos. The Gemara says one cannot smear new kalim or polish them with oil because of makab patish. It's like completing the malacha. Taisus asks many people have a minig not to use a new pot at all on Yantif. And the Ramah brings this in Simon Tuf Kuf Bey's Sifdalit. The Gemara says we can remove feathers of a chicken on Yantif, but only via scalding, not via smearing, since it looks like tanning. The Gemara says on Yantif we cannot blow a fire with billows, in other words, to make the fire get bigger, since it resembles a craftsman's style. The Mishnah. Rabbi Yezir adds another kula, that on Arab Shabbos in a Shemitah year, a person can say, I will eat from here tomorrow. The Chachamim say, he needs to be more specific to which part of the crop he will eat. This is totally in the Machlekes of Yesh Brera or Ein Brera. The Gemara says in order for some crops to be designated as Tevel and now become a Chuyah bin Meiser, and therefore a person can't now eat it at all, it needs two prerequisites. Number one, the processing of this grain has already taken place. And number two, that it was raw Pnei Abayis. It was already brought into the courtyard of the house. Without these two prerequisites, you can eat Achilles Arai, and there is no Isra of Tevel at all right now, because it's just like plain Tevuah. Rava asks, 
The Shabbos had the ability to make unprocessed, unprocessed crops into a chiyav of meiser. Rav Nachman says yes. For our Mishnah, we cannot bring a raya one way or the other. Taflamid hey. Once something is mechuyav in meiser, you cannot eat an achilas arai at all. The question is, if this is by Shabbos, we can be kaveya this chiyav even without a gemar melacha, i.e. that it was unprocessed. The Gemara says, Reb Simibar Rava says, according to Rebbe Eliezer, just like Truma establishes the chiv of taking off Meiser, surely the Chashivas of Shabbos also does. According to the Chachamim, Truma isn't Kaivea without Gemar Malacha, but Shabbos is a question. The Gemara says, according to Rebbe Yechanan, Shabbos, Truma, Rab Abayas, or selling grain, Mekach, do not establish a chiv unless the grain is processed. Others argue in Rebbe Yechanan by each case. Finally, we say that Hillel said if one buys Tfua from an Amaretz, Midarai said it's okay, but Rabbi Yechon and Kohen Gadol made a takana that this is now Demai, and one must still take off Meiser. This marks the end of the fourth parak. We are now beginning the fifth parak of Mesech Tisbeah, parak Mashilin. This is on Daf the Mishnah. We are permitted to lower Paris from a roof through a skylight on Yontav, case is speaking where there, these paris are drying on the roof, and a person is afraid of rain, so you may come to lose money if the rain comes on the paris. But a person is not allowed to do this on Shabbos. If there's food or wine in the house, and there's a leak in the roof, and you're afraid that the water leaking in is going to ruin the paris, then you're allowed to cover up this food on Yantif. The rush adds, you can even do this on Shabbos. If there's a leak in the roof, then you're allowed to put a clee under it, in order to catch the water, on Yantif and on Shabbos, since it's not considered a Tircha Yisera. And the Gemara says a Nazir is not allowed to shampoo with clay, since hairs will come out. How many fruits can a person lower? The Gemara says, take you. The Gemara says one can transfer food from a storehouse for guests, up to four or five cases, but he's not allowed to empty out the entire storehouse, because we're of a chash of Meshavya Gumais which is part of the malacha of Baina. We're afraid once he clears it out, he will now create little furrows in the ground as he cleans out this storehouse. The Gemara says we're not allowed to transport fruits from one roof to another on Yantif in order to bring it to another roof to take it down through the skyline, even if the roofs are equal in height. The Gemara asks, how about lifting Paris or using a ladder to get to Paris? And the Gemara says, take Ula said that one isn't allowed to cover Paris for rain protection, but one can also cover bricks to protect them from the rain. This is allowed even though bricks are normally muktza and yantif. And in fact, this is how we paskan. Rabbi Yitzchak says, he can only cover fruits which are fit for use on Shabbos or yantif, but not anything which is muktza. As Rabbi Yitzchak said, Ein keli nittel, el hanittel One can only move a non-muktza vessel to service another non-muktza item, not to service a muktza item. The Gemara brings rise against Rabbi Yitzchak from Parsin Machatzelas Al-Gabi Levenim, that a person is allowed to sit on them even though they're not Mokta, and from Al-Gabi Avonim, that a person is allowed to sit on them for the purpose of Avonim Mikruzolais, which a person is allowed to take special stones for the purpose of a Beisakise, even though they are technically Mokta, but for the purpose of Kavad Abrius for a Beisakise, then they're Mutter. The Gemara says Rabbi Shimon holds, Dover She'enim Eskaven is Mutter. If a person does something with the intention of not doing a malacha, for example, moving a chair, and in this maisa he actually does a malacha, he creates furrows in the ground, which is baina, this is mutter. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's oser. 
So to cover up a beehive in order to protect it from rains, according to Rib Shimon, it could be mutter, since he wasn't intending to do the malacha of tzedah, of trapping. I, but even according to Rib Shimon, how is this going to be mutter? We know that even though Rib Shimon says, Dover Shein and is mutter, so therefore, technically, by covering the beehive here to protect it from the rain, is Dover Shein and but even Rib Shimon would be made if it's a psik resha, it's oser. Here, by covering this up in order to protect it from the rain, the bees, you're trapping the bees. And this is tzedah. And we know that he holds a psik resha, which is the cloud psik resha below yomus. If you cut off the head of a chicken, of course it's going to die. In that type of a case where the malacha is surely going to take place, you can't say it's just a dover in a miskaven. And therefore, even according to Shimon, it would be usher. So the Gemara answer is the cover that was used here to, to cover the bees, not really trapping the bees, because it has some holes in the side. So technically, if they needed to, they would be able to get out. The Gemara says, according to Shmuel, one can move a graf shel ray, an excrement pot, on Shabbos, since it's considered mius. And the same rule with a dead mouse, which you're not allowed to create a graf shel ray, lechatchila. The Mishnah. All things which are shvusim, which are isurim derabanan, are asur on yantif, just like they are on Shabbos. Even mitzvahs. For example, shvusim, a person is not allowed to climb a tree, ride an animal, go swimming, or clap or dance. Dvarim harishus, a person is not allowed to judge Dine Taira or get married. And Dvar Mitzvah, a person is not allowed to make hektish, cherem, or take trumas and maestras. And the Gemara says, Ein ben yantav le Shabbos, the Mishnah says, Ein ben yantav le Shabbos, Elo oichel nefesh bilvad, this famous claw. And the Gemara goes to explain all of these things from the Mishnah. A tree is oser, due to the gzera shamiyala v'yitlash. An animal is oser, because of gzera shamiyetze chutletchum or we're afraid that a person may come to pull down a branch. Swimming is aser, because a person may come to make a swimming vessel. Clapping is aser. The rishus items that we mentioned, the items of judging a dintaira, marriage, etc., are aser because of shema yichtaif, we're afraid a person may come to write. And the mitzvah items, making hektish cherem, or taking shumas and maizrus, are aser gzera mishum chshash mekach umemka. Daflam and zayin. We see the Mishnah that we can save fruits on Yantav from rain. So what do we see? We see that even if it's not for the purpose of Achila, but it's just for Hafsid, it's Mutter on Yantav. So the rule that we had before, which we said, Ein bein Yantav l'shabes al-Eichel Nefesh bilvad, is not just for Eichel Nefesh, it's more than for Eichel Nefesh, because even if it's a Hafsid, it's Mutter to save it on Yantav. So the more answers, there's a machlaikis between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yezer. If you can save something, do to Hafsid. Rabbi Yezer says no. But according to Rabbi Yeshua, it's okay, as we see like Abi Harama by Isai Vyespinai. Also, we could answer that one Mishnah maybe follows Beis Hillel, and one Mishnah follows Beis Shammai. And as we know from the Gemara and Dafyud Beis, Beis Hillel holds, As we are now going to begin discussing the halachas regarding Tchum, this would be a good spot to briefly review the key differences in halacha between Shabbos and Yontif. Some of the halachas I will quote come directly from the Sefer, Piske Hilchus Yontif, written by Rabbi, Rabbi Ephraim Pador. We know from the Pasik in Shmais, Perik Yudbeis, Pasik Tazayin, Ach Ochel Nefesh, Hu From this Pasik, the Chazal have determined that unlike Shabbos, on Yontif, not all the 39 malachas are prohibited. The general rule is that most malachas that are prohibited on Shabbos are prohibited on Yantav as well. 
However, the Torah singled out a particular area that encompasses numerous malachas which may be done on Yantif. This area is called Eichel Nefesh, those malachas that are involved in the preparation of food. However, it is important to note that this Pasuk, the Chazal, determined that only certain malachas are mutter on Yantif in the course of food preparation. Other halachas, however, are Osir. The exact cloud that determines the boundaries of when Eichel Nefesh is mutter and when it is Osir on Yantif is a Machleikis Rishainim. According to Taisvis, which is brought down from the Yerushalmi, if it is part of the preparation that is before Velisha, before the kneading, then it is Osir. But if it is after Velisha, i.e. Milisha V'elech, then it is Mutter. According to Rashi, the determinant of Heter is Tully on if it could or could have not been done before Yantav. If it was feasible to do before Yantav, in other words, then you are not allowed to do it before Yantav since you should have been more Zariz to do it before Yantav. If, however, it wasn't possible to do before Yantav, then it is okay to do on Yantav. The general halacha regarding preparing food on Yantav is the following. Foods that can be prepared before Yantav without losing any of their original taste should not be left for Yantav. Rather, they should be prepared before Yantav, as we see in Simon Toft Tzadikeh Sifalaf. However, this halacha does not apply to cooking and baking, since it's inevitable that some of the original fresh taste will be lost by cooking or baking the food before yantav. Even today, when the original freshness can be retained by keeping the cooked food in the refrigerator, the fact that the food was cooked before yantav, even though they were reheated again on yantav, means that they do not have the same fresh taste as food that are cooked or baked ramamish prior to the meal. One may cook or bake onyantiv only the quantities that are needed for that day. However, one is not required to calculate exactly how much food will be needed for that day. Rather, one should cook in a plentiful manner, a large enough quantity to facilitate everyone eating a lot, and then a little bit more they can add on also. Regarding washing dishes, although on Shabbos one cannot cook up hot water for washing purposes, onyantiv it is mutter as long as the cleansed kalim are needed for that particular day. We know that on Shabbos it is usher to carry items from a Rishus HaYachid to a Rishus HaRavim, or vice versa, or in fact to carry Dalit Amos Rishus HaRavim. However, on Yantiv it is mutter to carry food. In fact, because of the halacha of Mitaich, we are allowed to carry anything Lutzarech Yantiv. As we learnt in the Gemara and Dafyid Beis, according to Beis Hillel, carrying a baby, a lulav, a Sefer Torah, or anything for that matter, as long as it's Lutzarech, is mutter on Yantiv, since we say, It's important to note that one may not carry more than is needed, however, for that day, as we see in Simon Tov Kuf Yudches, Sif Aleph, in the Ramah. However, one is not obligated to calculate exactly what amount will be needed for that day. Rather, one should carry as much as he thinks might be needed. A pack of cigarettes may be carried outside, even though one will not need the entire pack, providing one will need at least one or more of the cigarettes for that day. And we see this from Shilas and Shubas Igris Maisha, or Achaim Chelek Beis, Simon Kuf Gimel. If one is not sure if the item will be needed that day, the general rule is that if there's a possibility one might need the article, possibility is something reasonable, then it may be carried out on Yantav. For example, 
One may carry a raincoat outside on a cloudy day. One may carry a change of clothes for a baby. One may carry a sweater or overcoat on a day that the weather is possibly changeable. However, if the possibility is not reasonable, then the article should not be carried. For example, one may not carry a raincoat on a sunny day, and one may not carry a sweater on a warm day. Finally, regarding taking medicines, there is a major difference between the first day of Yontif and the second day regarding taking medicines. On the first day of Yontif, taking medicines is prohibited as on Shabbos. However, on the second day of Yontif, it is permissible to take all kinds of medicines even if one is not completely sick or bedridden. Rather, one is just suffering from minor aches and pains or a common cold, as we see in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tov Tzadik Vav, Sif Beis in the Mechaber. This halacha, of course, does not apply to the second day of Rosh Hashanah, as we learned earlier here in the Masechah, but that's considered like the first day of Yontav. Therefore, regarding Yontav on the second day of Yontav, vitamins, painkillers, etc., can be taken on the second day of Yontav in the normal manner. Of course, using medicines with cream or gel, something that you would put on, is of course also on the second day of Yontav, just like the first day of Yontav, because we're afraid of the Isra of smearing or putting something on, which is a major Isra Daraisa. Naturally, when you're dealing with medicines on Shabbos Yontav, it's important to ask a Shiloh, any person who has a special circumstance. Moving back to our Gemara, Daflamid Zayin, the Mishnah, we know that on Shabbos there's an Isra Darabonim to go outside of the Tchum, more than 2,000 Amas past the city. If he puts down an Erev Tchumen, he could extend the 2,000 Amas. But this new Erev establishes his new center point, Makam Shvisa, location. And the Mishnah says, The animal or kalim of a person has the same Makam Tchum location as its owner. If someone borrows a Kli before Yantif, it has the Tchum of the borrower. If he borrows it on Yantif, then it has Tchum of the owner. Because basically these halachas are saying that we go by where it was and who it belonged to at the time of the Shkia. The Gemara says if two people borrowed a Begit to be used by both of them on that particular Shabbos or Yantav, it follows the Chumras of both of their Tchumen. And the Gemara says, if two people buy a barrel or an animal before Shabbos, then we ask, whose Tchum do we use after we divvy it up on Shabbos? And the Gemara answers, it's totally in the Shiloh of Yesh Brera or Ein Brera. If you say Yesh Brera, then it's Huvra Davra Mafreya, which portion was his, and we'd only look after that one person's Tchum, not both persons' Tchum. If you say Ein Brera, however, you'd have to look at the situation when Shabbos began. So you'd have to take both Tchumen into account. Rav says that it would be Mutter. The wine, in the case of the wine, that would be Mutter. But Behemoth would be Osir. I.e., it cannot go out where both partners cannot go. We say Yesh Brera. But Behemoth were Machmeran since one half of the Behemoth got nourishment from the other. Shmuel says both cases are Osir since we hold Ein Brera. The Gemara says if a person dies in a house, all windows and doors of that house are tummy, because we say tsoif, tuma, lotzes. We don't know which one is going to go out. Therefore, they all become tummy. Mashenkin, if a person had in mind to take the body out of one particular specific door, then only that one door is tummy, because the other ones are not tsoif, tuma, lotzes. Beishamai says, this kula only is only good if he chose the door before the person died. Beishilo says, even if he chose it afterwards. Ayoy, according to the Shita Rabbi Yehuda, learnt, Ein Adam Masna al Dvaram Kiachar. A person cannot make a condition concerning two things at once. The Tanakama holds, by Erev Tchumen, if a person isn't sure which Rabbi Shir he wants to hear, 
he can place two Eruvim, Bitsanai, on two sides of the city. And on Shabbos, he can choose which one he wants to go here. Because we say, Yesh Brer. Have Yehuda says, he cannot do this, since we hold Ein Brer. Daflam and Ches. Rabbi Yishia holds Yesh Brer, and Rabbi Yechanan holds Ein Brer, by, a wine, by the wine partnership case. Or we ask, maybe vice versa. The Maskan of the Gemara is that by Adinda Raisa, all hold Ein Brer. But by Adinda Rabbanan, for example, like Tchum, according to Rabbi Yishia, we say Yesh Brer. According to Rabbi we say Ein Brer. Learned the halacha is like Rabbi Yishia. When Rabbi Abba went up to Eretz Yisrael, he prayed to Hashem that he should say something that would be acceptable by the Chachme Yisrael. And we say that if one kav of food of a person falls into ten kaven of his friend's food, it is not bottle, and the friend must give him back a kav of food. Rabbi Yishia said, Min minai is bottle, according to everyone. Min b'minai is a machlekes, Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon. The Gemara says a person can sell a pound of wheat, even if it has some pebbles in it. He said that it's a pound, but since it's completely normal to have a few pebbles, even though the pebbles may constitute a percentage of one of the ounces of the pound, it's still motor to sell a pound of it. Basar Nevela is bottle if it mixes with Basar Shchuta. Basar Basar Shchuta, which is mixed with Basar Nevela, is not bottle. Abiyachan Benuri says items which are hefker have a tchum, wherever they end up being found even though they have no owner, but wherever they are found, that becomes their tchum, the point where you have now 2,000 amas to carry them from that point. Spices are not bottle to the rest of the ktsira, and we say, the Gemara says, So if a woman borrows some ingredients like water and salt for her bread, both people's tchum play a role in how far the bread can be carried. Rabbi Yehuda says water and salt become bottle and dough, but not bottle in a pot, since the water creates sauce. Unless, of course, the water disappears and is a very, very thick mixture, like a chalt. The Gemara says, Melach Sedaimis is very fine, but Melach Astrakhanis is very thick and coarse. And Rashi mentions, the Gemara in Chulim, that says, Melach Sedaimis is so thin, it is dangerous if it touches the eye. That's why we wash Maya Machreinim after a meal to clean our hands off from this Melach Sedaimis, the Mishnah. A coal follows its owner regarding the me'ila and tchum, but a flame can be carried anywhere, and you cannot make someone mechuyiv on me'ila since it's a davar she'en by mamish. And it also cannot make someone mechuyiv for hotzah on Shabbos. The Gemara says there were five things said about coals versus flames. Number one, tchumen. Number two, me'ila. Number three, avoy zara. Number four, hotzah. And number five, noider hana. In all cases, we are machmir by coals, but we are mekel by flames, because a flame is a dover she'en by mamish. And finally, the Gemara says, one who carries a flame on a splinter is chayef for hotzah on Shabbos. The Mishnah. If a person takes water out of a private bar, he can carry the water as far as the tchum of the owner. But if he takes it out of a public reservoir, he can carry it as far as, far as the city's tchum. A traveler who takes water, he's aliyah l'regel, he's oil l'regel, he can carry it as far as his personal tchum. The Gemara says, if Ruvain draws water for Shimon, we ask, whose tchum do we go by? Reb Nachman says we go after the draw-ease tchum, in other words, Shimon's, and Reb Sheshu says we go after the draw-ers tchum, Ruvain. The Machlekes is dependent on if the virus of Eilei Regal is like Hefker. So when one person picks up something for his friend, can the second friend be kind of the money for the first one? Since it's Hefker, so it's like a Metziah, as we see in Perak Shnayim Eichsin, Baba Metziah Daf Yud. 
Rab Nachman says the bar of Eilei Regalim are considered Shutfin, not Hefker. Therefore, Ruven can be kinded for Shimon. Rab Shesha says the bar is considered like Hefker. So Ruven is Typhus Labal Chayiv B'mokim Shachav L'Acherim. So by Ruven taking for Shimon, he's causing potential loss for other people who could have had it. Therefore, Ruven cannot be Mezakeit for Shimon. The Gemara says when a person gives Machsis HaShekel, he also must add an additional small coin called a Kalboin. It was like a transaction fee. However, if a father gives Machsis HaShekel for his two sons, only one Kalboin is enough. In fact, only one Kalboin is needed to cover for both sons. But if they inherited land from their father, depending on when they divided it, they may or may not be Mechuyev in Kalboin or Meiser Behema. Much of this is totally in the Machlekes of Yesh Brera or Ein Brera. The Mishnah. If a person has Paris in one city, and the people make an Erev toward his city, they're not allowed to bring his own Paris to him. But if he made the Erev, the Paris can be carried anywhere he's able to go. But if a person is a guest by someone else's house, the Balabayas cannot give this person food to take home, like bringing a doggy bag, for example. They finished up eating, there's food left over, the Balabas doesn't want to be left over with all this food. So he says, here, take home some food. The person who was the guest, is not allowed to take food beyond his tchum, unless the Balabayas had transferred ownership of these portions to the guest before Yantif. Dathmem. If a person gave someone else fruit to watch for him, according to Rav, it follows the tchum of the watcher. According to Shmuel, it follows the tchum of the owner. The Gemara says, Rav Chana Barchani Loi was such a great person, and such a big Tamad Chacham, that he used to spend so much time learning, and he was constantly involved in learning, that he was oblivious to what was going on around him. So they were chayshish that the meat in his dormitory room wasn't being watched properly, and therefore it was potentially basar shenitz alim minayim. And finally the Mishnah. We can feed or shecht animals that live in a city, but not those that run wild in the wilderness. And the Gemara says, the wild animals, the midbarius, leave the area for the season, but the local animals, the baisais, come back every night. And finally the Gemara says, dates from a tree, which will never become ripe on a tree, so you put them in baskets. In the baskets, they eventually become ripe. The question is, what does Rib Shimon hold regarding Muktzah on these? We know that Rib Shimon is makel regarding Muktzah, except in two cases. We learned that he only said Muktzah applies to Gregrais Vitzimukim, which you put on a roof to dry. Gregrais are figs. They're now put up on the roof to become dry figs. And Smukim are grapes, which are put on the roof to dry out to become raisins. These are Muktzah. Since really, although according to Rabbi Shimon, everything is normally muchan, and therefore he is a mekel regarding muktza, but once you put them on the roof, you're now specifically saying, I don't want them for yontif. I want them to sit on the roof for a few days so they'll dry. So now you take them from a situation of normally being muchan to not being muchan at all. Since you could have originally eaten the grapes raw as they are right now, since people normally do that, and now you designated them for the roof. So since it was a special case of dichui biadayim, that's why they're muktza. But in normal cases, Reb Shimon would be mekel by Moktza. Hadron Alach, Mesechtas, Bea. With the remaining few minutes left on the tape, let's quickly review the key highlights of the Mesechta by Daf for those who wish to memorize them. Perak Aleph, Bea Shanolda, Daf Bez. Bea Shanolda, Neilad, and Muchan. The Machlekes Reb Yehuda and Reb Shimon by Moktza, and Migudis Katsoy Lebein HaShmashus is Katsoy Lekuliyayman. Daf Talit. Yomtev Sheni Shel Golias, the Machloikis, if the second day of Yomtev is considered a Sveika de Yema, or Kedusha Achas. And 
the discussion of Shtei Yomim Shal Rosh Hashanah, why we keep two days of Rosh Hashanah throughout the world. Taftes, moving a ladder on Yontif and the question of Mara Sa'ayin. Tafyun Beis, Mitaych Shehutshu L'Tzarech, Chutshu Nami Shal L'Tzarech, L'Machlekes Beis Hilon Beis Shamay, regarding carrying on Yontif. Perak Beis. Perak Yomtif. Taftes Vav. The halachas of Erev Tafshilin and Hoyel Demikloi Be'erachim. The halacha of Chatzilacham, the Chatzilasham, the Gabiyantif, Tafteszayin. Both Beis Hill and Beis used to prepare all week for Shabbos. Tafyudzayin. One cannot cook from one day of Yantif to the next. Tafchaf Beis. If someone dies on Yantif, and the halachas of smoking on Yantif, whether they're Shavalachal Nefesh or not. The third parak. Parak Ein Tzadin. Tafchaf Gimel. Seida is Asar on Yantif, because it's Efshala Seise, Meir of Yantif. The Malacha of a guy, you have to wait, Tzarech Lachakais, Shir Bechtesha Yasu, before you can partake in it. Tafchafhe. Behema Misu Kenes. And the fact that when you, when you kill an animal, you shakht an animal, you need Hefshit Venituach. Also, the Gemara explains why the Torah was given to Klal Yisrael. Tafchafav. The Kedushas Bechar. Mum Kavua. Mum Oiver. And whether you're able to be Raya Mum in Biyantif. Tafchaf Zayan. But it's also to do business on Shabbos and Yantav. Tavchav Ches, We say that weighing meat on Yantav is equal to an Uvda Dechal. And they call it Ein Bein Shabbos Liyantav, Ala Eichel Nefesh Bilvad. So that applies only to Eichel Nefesh, but not to Machshire Eichel Nefesh, and there's a Machlaikis on that. Perak Dalet, Perak Hamevi, Daflamid. It's also to clap and dance on Shabbos and Yantav. Mishim Shami Yisakin Kli Shir. But we say we're not enforcing that today because mutav sheyu shaygigin v'al yiyu mizidin. The halachas of muktza machmas chesar and kiss that even according to Reb Shimon it's aser, and bayne v'saiser legabi the walls of a sukkah. Daflamid beis kol hamerachem al abriyos biyadua shuhu mizare shlav ramavino, and kol hametzape al shulchan acherem oylam chayshech badoi. Daflamid gimel. Kindling a flame on Yantav is only mutter from an existing flame, but you cannot create a new one. Taflamid Zayin, Besamim, about Sai Yantav, the Machlaik is Taisvis and Rashbam. And the prerequisites for something becoming Tevel, that it needs processing and Ra, Penei, Habayis. And finally, Perakei, Perak Mashilin, Taflamid Vav, Lefirib Shimon, Dover Shein, and is mutter. And the fact that Shvusim, the Rabbanan, are also utter Osir on Yantav, for example, climbing a tree. Or marrying someone, Taflamid Zayin, Tchum Shabbos, and whether we say Yesh Brera or Ein Brera, what if a person dies in a house? The halachas of Seif Tumalotzes, and Taflamid Tes, the fact that if a person carries out a flame, he's not Chayev because a flame is considered a Dover She'ein by Mamish.